Wednesday, December 27. Observance of Days In this discussion about not judging others who might view some things differently than we do and not being a stumbling block to others who might be offended by our actions, Paul brings up the issue of special days that some want to observe and others do not. Consider Romans 14, verses 4 through 10. How are we to understand what Paul is saying here? Does this say anything about the fourth commandment? If not, why not? Here is the text. Who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat, to the Lord he does not eat, and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul is speaking about which days? Was there a controversy in the early church over the observance or non-observance of certain days? Apparently so. We get a hint of such controversy in Galatians 4, verses 9 and 10, where Paul berates the Galatian Christians for observing days and months and times and years. As we noted in Lesson 2, some in the church had persuaded the Galatian Christians to be circumcised and to keep other precepts of the law of Moses. Paul feared that these ideas might harm the Roman church as well. But perhaps in Rome it was particularly the Jewish Christians who had a hard time persuading themselves that they need no longer observe the Jewish festivals. Paul here is saying, Do as you please in this matter. The important point is not to judge those who view the matter differently from you. Apparently, some Christians, to be on the safe side, decided to observe one or more of the Jewish festivals. Paul's counsel is, Let them do it if they are persuaded they should. To bring the weekly Sabbath into Romans 14.5, as some argue, is unwarranted. Can one imagine Paul taking such a laid-back attitude toward the fourth commandment? As we have seen all quarter, Paul placed a heavy emphasis on obedience to the law, so he certainly was not going to place the Sabbath commandment in the same category as people who were uptight about eating foods that might have been offered to idols. However commonly these texts are used as an example to show that the Seventh-day Sabbath is no longer binding, they say no such thing. Their use in that matter is a prime example of what Peter warned that people were doing with Paul's writings. Peter wrote, As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. That's 2 Peter 3.16. What has been your experience with the Sabbath? 
Has it been the blessing it was meant to be? What changes can you make in order to experience more fully what the Lord offers you in the Sabbath?